Well, good afternoon, Detroit Sports with Dennis Fithian, ready to get things underway. Podcast number nine. Coming up, a national pundit who's picking the Detroit Lions to win the NFC North in 2020. First, our guest, a longtime Detroit radio, longtime Michigan, state of Michigan radio, TV, play-by-play guy. Lions Radio on WJR. Currently, it's Sean Belisian who's on the line. Sean, how are you? Dennis, it's great to chat with you, man. This is uh, I've been keeping track of, of what you've been doing. I think it's awesome, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks. Well, you know what? Over the years, uh, it, it depends. Sometimes there, uh, I would meet somebody. If somebody would call, it would be a texter or something like that. And I would have a pretty good rea- uh, interaction with them. They'd say, hey, Sean, I love your work. And I'd say, Hey man, thanks. And and I knew they 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 say that because one, next month I'm turning fifty. I'm from Livonia, and our our last we're in sports radio, and the last three letters of our last name are I A N. So, you know, sometimes uh, you know it, it's easily confused. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. You know what? It, it's amazing how many guys from Livonia are around too. I mean, you know. I know you chatted with Art and, you know, his old broadcast partner and, and you know, guy that I work with now, Steve Fortney's a Livonia guy. So uh, there's a few Livonia guys there. So Livonia is certainly represented in the Detroit sports media. Is Courtney a Franklin guy? Uh, he actually ended up going to um, Dearborn Divine Child. He would have been at Franklin, but he ended up going to, to Divine Child. So, uh, yeah, some Franklin guys, the Stevenson guy, you know, uh, Kyle Bogey's a Churchill guy. I'm That's sure right. you know that. So, Livonia representing, uh, you know, I guess we got to find a Bentley guy somewhere in there. Yeah, well, Al Iafrady, wasn't he a Bentley guy? He sure was. <laughs> big, big Al, he sure was, no doubt. Well, tell me, you know, I, this is something that uh, I always wanted to ask you. I might as well just ask you right now. Way back in the day, so I was probably in my early 20s, there was a – I guess it would have been a, a, I guess I was going to say a club, but it was basically a bar. It was out by like the airport, Lily Road or something. And I thought one time on the radio, you said you worked like uh, in your younger days as a bouncer, but I always remember the guy there. He had a, he had a Montreal uh, tattoo on his calf. And I thought, you know what? I bet that was Sean Belisian. It was. I, I worked at the Wooden Nickel uh, out in Ypsilanti, um, 93 to 95. So that's where, I was doing the doorman stuff. And then when I got in the business, I was lucky enough to work at the Pogos. Pogos. I probably work there. Yeah. I, I worked there for about six months. And if I say I worked there for about six months, you know how extremely well we're paid in this business when you first get in the business. So, um, close. um yeah, I was, I was doing, uh, the radio thing and I get off, uh, doing the radio thing, and I drive straight to Pogos, and I start in there. So, yeah, I gosh, I I lived about six months. It was about six months there. So, you used to frequent that place, huh? Right across the street from the little airport there. Yeah, you know what? It was, it was tucked away in the corner. Uh, I would say, you know, with my how I just think about it, it was it was a fun time. It was, it was a nice place, you know. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It's great staff there. Um, you know, the the owner, great dude, and. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the routine is, it's like, you know, you're that age. I was, I was 24, uh, going to 25 and I, I think I turned 25 when I was there. Yeah, I wasn't making any money in the business. My things don't change. And, uh, was, was bartending maybe three, four nights a week. And, uh, it was a great time. You know, it was 
you know, pre-marriage and three kids and everything. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure how many other guys have had tattoos on their on their caps <laughs> in the area, but uh, it, <laughs> it was it was definitely me. All that is that is too funny. That is too funny. Yeah, well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad it was you because you just said no, no, you got the wrong guy there. But you know what? Speaking <laughs> of uh, you know the early days, I, I think the first time that. I listened to you, and, and I certainly know I listened the most because I listened all the time back in uh, uh, the the DFN, the the heyday when you were on from I think it was ten to two, and you had uh, you know prick three going, and and, and you made uh, the most of it. It was it was a huge hit. I remember it seemed like you can correct me if I'm wrong. It was it was kind of a, a, a generic starting where you know Peta had been mad at some things, or you were you know looking at some stories, and you're like, come on, you know, we're talking about meat here, and you said, well, I'm going to do a Mita. And it ended up being a, a thing. I don't know however it built up, but I can remember the culmination is that it was a weekend, and you you know you, you had this big barbecue, and you invited people out listeners and everything and you know they brought some canned goods uh, to, to make it uh you know good for yeah. charity and everything but i was listening that day and man you were in heaven like hey here comes another slab hey here's 10 pounds of you know it, it was it was it, it was an awesome listen man it, it was a fun time i can remember that thank you yeah you know what it was it really was something that just started just so generically and you know the first year we had it in back of, of the old station there at, at 12 and all said uh, you know, Dennis, honestly, I think maybe 200 people showed. And it was one of those things where I was thinking to myself, if 50 people showed, it would have been a victory, you know, and, and maybe 200 people showed. And then it, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it culminated, you know, the one year we were out at, uh, at the time, popular arena, now USA Hockey Arena. And I, I'll never forget, you know, just looking out and seeing how many people were there and uh, there was a moment, and I know you, you chatted with Gary. I remember Matt, like, like turned me around and pointed me out that, that you know, the direction and the site and everything. He said, look at this. And, you know, I think a lot of time you spend it in this business, and I'm sure you can relate to it with all the success that you guys uh, had at, at 97.1. Sometimes you don't take a second to stop and smell the roses and, and realize, you know, what you're doing is fun and, and what you're doing should be fun. And it's, you know, that was one of those events that was fun, and we decided to make it, you know, um, about charity as well. And, you know, we never charged anybody. We said, hey, just bring some canned foods, and we filled up a truck to, to you know, help out uh, in that endeavor and everything. But, yeah, it was like so many other things in this business, though, man. It, it just got, it got ruined by greed. It really mm. did. It was, I, I think, you know, the sales staff at the time just saw dollar signs as opposed to what, it should have been. And what, what it was was just a big barbecue. I mean, who doesn't like a big barbecue and likes to show off that their ribs are the best or, you know, they make the best food pork or whatever the case may be. But, oh, man, that was, it was a heck of a lot of fun. But, you know, like like all things, it, it comes to an end and you move on to the next thing. Yeah, Peter's the only people that, they don't they don't like barbecues. There's about the only ones that I can think of. But, you know, it, it is a business and, you know, people are trying to make money, whether you're, working on the air or, or sales or whatever else. But, you know, you mentioned fun. And, sure. You know, that's 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 what it's all about, really, however you, you go about it and however successful you are. And it's like, you know, uh, everybody loves steak. But, you know, saying you love football is like saying everybody loves steak. And, and I know you do. I've always had that connection with you. And uh, I'll dive into a little bit and talk a little football here with the Lions. You know, draft passed. And uh, I was just thinking about it, it seems like. 
most people liked the draft, whether you loved it or not, you know, whatever, whether they should have moved back. But Okuda, Swift, and uh, Okwara, and then, you know, they get some guards there. I'm just thinking they should have three, four starters or at the very least like four major contributors. And that sounds good, you know, just taking a step back after, you know, the dust has settled here. No, I agree with you. And, and you know, I think there are a couple guys that you can really look at, including the seventh rounder, and, and say, okay, that might be some good value. This might be part of, of a rotation eventually. And, you know, that's what you have to look for. I mean, it, it really is. It's the word value so overused today. I don't, I don't know when it started. Uh, let's just accept that it, that it started and we'll all move on with it. But when you can get the scenario that you spoke of, if you get four starters out of this and you get, on top of that, a couple guys that aren't necessarily starters but are part of a rotation. I mean, that's half the battle. And one of the reasons why I like Bob Quinn from the very beginning, okay? Uh, Dennis, like, honestly, he spoke my heart because I'm one of those people around here. I, I'm sorry. Nine and seven isn't good enough. I'm not going to go have a parade over Paul Will going nine and seven. I'm not going to sit back and say, oh, my gosh, what are they thinking? They went nine and seven two years in a row. Uh, we haven't done that. I think part of the problem in, in Lion Nation is comparing the Lions to the Lions. I, I, I just think it's bad logic. You shouldn't compare what this franchise or this player is doing to what has happened beforehand. Because as much as we love the Lions, we also have to accept the fact that they have been arguably one of the worst franchises in our lifetime. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's not making a job. That's past tense reality. So I think a lot of times when people you know, find themselves comparing what's happening now and, and kind of compare that to what happened before. I think that's a bad comparison. You should compare it to what other teams are doing in the league, whether they, you know, be on that NFL elevator or not. So I, I don't I don't get into that. And that was one of the things that Bob Quinn did right away is that we want to build this the right way. Nine and seven shouldn't be good enough. We expect more from our team, etc. cetera, In the last couple of years, obviously that hasn't been the case. And, and I think that's why so many people have soured on Bob is, is he said the right thing, but he hasn't been able to, to make it, you know, manifest itself yet. Is this draft the start of it? It's a big wait and see, but I, I think it's a good start. I really do. I agree with you. This is a good draft on paper. With that being said, how many times did we say that about Matt Millen right? and <laughs> <Yeah>. drafts? <laughs> a lot, you know. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. You know, it's just funny. I was I was laughing a little about while you were talking. You're right. You know, you you think about wherever your Lion fandom is or how long you've you lived here in Detroit. And I think ironically, nine and seven would be good enough this year if the Lions were able to, you know, put oh, that yeah. on the board. Oh, so yeah. that's funny how that works. Like a couple of years ago, nine and seven wasn't, but uh actually nine and seven would be uh would be oh, acceptable would be. And, this and year. Dennis, we're all guilty of it. I, I'll never forget. You remember Miller in 07, they started out 6-2, and two, they finished 7-9. and nine. And I remember all these people, like, jumping for joy. And, and I was like, wait, time out. Let's, let's pull a time out here. It took him seven years to get within two games of where they were. Seven years. And we're going to celebrate that. And obviously, we know what happened in 2008. But unfortunately, that's where it's at right now. And, and I do think 9-7, and seven, you'll you probably find yourself in a playoff hunt if, if that's what happens. And much like we saw in 16 and 17, hey, it might be good enough to get in. It might not be good enough to get in. I, I think that's the wait and see. But 9 and 7 may be a stretch, but uh, we'll wait and see about that as well. 
Yeah, well, people will start making the predictions once we see that schedule come out on Thursday. So we'll we'll say. Yeah. I know that's a that's a fun exercise. We always do. I do remember that. <laughs> you know, people say, "Well, you always pick against the Lions." Drew Sharp used to always say, "Yeah, I'm always picking against the Lions. It's 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 never failed me." You know, <laughs> I know you know. You know that's what Boudini used to say. Like, uh, yeah, you know, he took that one. You know, all the way. But I do remember, you know, 2014 when they lost to the Cowboys. And then you know, the only player they lost on their defense was Sue, and they replaced him with Haloti Nada. And I thought, you know what, that's pretty good. And you know, they had a nice draft. And that was the year that I picked them to, to win the NFC North and actually beat the Packers for the first time in 25 years. And you know, they started out one and seven, man. So that was, uh, you know, that was the last time yeah. I jumped in and was that guy, you know, saying that I thought that they were going to do something they hadn't done in. Now it's what twenty seven years, you know. Those those that just keeps adding on. You know, isn't it amazing, Dennis? Well, I mean, there are so many teams like that. I, I I always refer to it as the NFL elevator, you know. And and I think Minnesota's been another team on the NFL elevator. You know, one year they're up at eleven, then they drop back down to, to eight, then they're back up to twelve, and then they drop back down to nine. You know, there are so many teams like that that just seem to be going three fours one way, three fours the other way. I mean, that's the National Football League today. It, it, it seems like staying power uh, is only for the select few of the usual suspects. Uh, look, would I be surprised at all if the, if the Lions take a big jump this year? No, not not at all. I mean, obviously the Matthew Stafford situation uh, is, is a big factor going into last year. I mean, this was a 3-4-1 team going into a softer part of the schedule. I refuse to play the what would the season have been if Matthew Stafford was in there because it's a simple we don't know. I know this. They would have gotten better before the next play than what we saw last year. So, you know, what are the Lions to me, Dennis? This team, regardless of what the schedule is, which is always an exercise in futility anyway because there's always a team that's going to surprise one way or the other. I, you know what? This team screams mediocre to me. It really does. It, it really does. I can hear Drew Sharp. I can hear Stiller. You know, eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. You know, in the line them somewhere in there, and I think you can feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah, I could talk myself into today them not finishing in the basement. I think they can, you know, be better than the Bears, but I really can with, uh, you know, the Packers, and you know, I can, I can say, oh, you know, they, they, they really weren't a thirteen and three team, and and they, whatever you think of Jordan Love, that it, that's not helping them next year. So, uh, you know, wow. I could talk about them taking a little bit of step back on the Vikings. They are making wholesale changes. They had 15 draft picks. You know, I don't know how many of those guys are going to hit. So I can at least talk myself, you know, through some of that too. But I, I can't I can't talk myself into the Lions uh, winning the North or even, you know, second places. But I can talk about them, you know, being around 500 and, and not finishing in last place. That's where I'm at. That doesn't sound very much. That doesn't sound fun. You know, if you're a Lions fan, like, oh, well, hey, he doesn't think they're going to finish in last place. But, you know, that's where I'm at. No, I, I feel the exact same way. And you know what? I mean, to me, I, I think there's a big difference. And you talked about it a few minutes ago. I think this is why uh, uh, an 8 and 8, 9 and 7 season w- would be acceptable to so many. I, the NFL sells hope. And I mean, Eventually, when they get that extra playoff team in, I mean, it's going to sell even more hope. So, you know, when we find ourselves in that first week of summer going, oh, man, this is a big game. We, we have to find a way to knock off the Vikings at home. We have to find a way to knock off Green Bay at home, whatever the case may be. You know, and, and you find yourself legitimately still alive. I'm not talking about 
Well, if we win our next three years, maybe. No, I'm talking about legitimately still alive. I, I think that is just something that resonates with people because, I mean, you know, last year was one of those examples. How many years are you sitting there going, it's the second week of November and, and you're already thinking about the next year? So I, I think that is something that the longer a team stays alive, I, I firmly believe the NFL knows this as well, and that's why I keep using the term selling hope. I, I think that's why to so many people that is acceptable. And, and to me, I, I, I just can't stress this enough. It, it's not. I can call the season mediocre. I, I don't have to say. It's almost like, you know, Dennis, today, there are extremes, you know. It's, it's the Matthew Stafford extreme. He's great. He's awful. You're both wrong. You know, and, and that's the same thing with the Lions. The Lions are going to be great. The Lions are going to stink. I think you're both wrong. I, I, I really think that guys like you and I, are on the, the right path here. I, I honestly, this looks like an 8-18 to me. It screams 8-18 to me. I'd love for once for us to be wrong. I'd love this to be, you know, you and I are old enough to remember the, the magic of 91 and nobody saw that coming. Wouldn't it be great if we had something like that again? Or even, even 2014 where, you know, somehow, some way you won 11 games, you had that incredible defense. But um, we'll wait and see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, we will, uh, and and who knows? Like, uh, no sports anywhere, and who knows if they're going to even play a season? But it is uh, it is fun to talk about uh, in, in the meantime. And you know, if I could ask one more question, it's about the NFL. It's not about the Lions. I was I was thinking here, and you know, now that May's underway and the drafts behind us, you know, just what people are most excited about in the NFL as a whole. And for me, I, I was you know just looking and looking at the standings and then I went to the NFC South and I just looked where, you know, the Bucks and Saints are going to play two times and, you know, there, there's no bigger hype team. And I'm, I'm about the hype with Tom Brady. I mean, I, I don't know if I don't think they're going to, I don't even think they're going to win the, uh, the South there, but I'm, I get the hype, you know, with, with Brady going to the box and then with, with Drew Brees there and they're going to play two times a year. You know, that for me, if I'm looking for something that, you know, that I'm, I'm excited about in the NFL in May, that particular storyline of, uh, of, of Tom Brady going up against Drew Brees twice in the the uh, in the NFC South, that's that's pretty exciting. Well, and you know what, Dennis, that's one of the things with the schedule coming out in a couple of days. Um, I, I'm such a nerd; I look for things like that on the schedule. You know, ooh, are they going to put that on a Thursday night? Might that be the third, you know, Thanksgiving Day game? You know, what? How are they going to do that on a Sunday night? I'm with you. You know, I, I don't know how good Tom Brady's going to be, but I know is he's going to have a heck of a lot of weapons around him. He's got a guy that everybody thinks is, is a freaking offensive uh, genius in, in Bruce Arians. It's got all the makings for a good story. And I am, um, you know, this is where the little kid in me, and I guess the funny word that we use early comes into play. I love the scour of the schedule when it comes out. Look at things like that. Of course, not only what the Lions are doing and how that'll affect my work weekend, your work weekend, I'm sure, as well. But, you know, looking at some of those things, oh, just see what they did there. Oh, that's going to be an epic Monday night game. Oh, they got half on New Orleans on, on this Monday night. You put the circle around it. I think that the NFL knows what they're doing. And right now they can own the stage. I mean, minus the last chance, of course. But they can own the stage like they own the stage with the NFL draft. So this is going to be fun. That's what a lot of people are going to be looking at. Hey, well, Sean, I will guarantee that one of those uh, Saints Bucks games makes a, a Sunday night. I'll put a I'll put a New York strip black and you know headed your way if if it doesn't end up on a on a Sunday night. How about that? 
Stop. Pre- you know what? I, I win either way. If I lose the bet, you and I get to eat a steak. If I win the bet, you and I get to win the steak. So that's a win for both of us. You got it, pal. Yeah, I'll send you one anyways. And, and before I let you go, tell everybody out there, I, I know I, I saw something where you're YouTubing as you grill. And <laughs> as, as soon as I saw that, it's, you know, sometimes you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's a, that's a nice fit. Yeah, you know what? A, a couple of uh, Livoni guys is, is fate would have it. A couple of guys that I grew up with. Uh, uh, we've been doing it for years. And, you know, during this lockout and everything, we just said, you know what? Why don't we roll with something like this? I mean, Dennis, uh, we, we basically, like today, as a matter of fact, we, we all did a different variation on, on jerk. Uh, we had uh, jerk chicken wings, jerk chicken, and jerk burgers. And then, you know, it's kind of a topic du jour, you know, whether it be. Uh, the last dance, whether it be, you know, what you look for as a hockey coach. One of my buddies, the head coach at Livonia Stevenson, uh, David Mitchell, is, is a part of this. So we, we talked a little bit about, you know, what you do in the off season and what coaches are doing in the off season right now with, you know, so many kids in, in, in such a tough, tough spot. I mean, my heart goes out to all the seniors out there, but it was just about the juniors. You know, what, what the heck's going on? The sophomores, the freshmen and everything. So, yeah, it's just something fun that we decided to do. You know, we're, we're trying to stay away from each other, so we're doing most of the cooking at each other's houses, and then they're coming over here, we're firing it on the grill, and we're trying to sit a few feet away from each other and just have uh, some fun conversation. So, you know, I, I like what you're doing in the same regard. I think right now people need distractions and everything, and uh, a podcast like this is providing a, a nice distraction. And I'd, I'd like to think that maybe our, our stupidity is providing a nice distraction, and even if it is, and I'm getting some barbecue out of it, so it's still a win. It, it sounds like a win. I'll definitely have to uh, I'll, I'll check that out. I appreciate your time. One day, maybe this summer, I can call and talk some hockey with you. That would be uh, that'd be a real treat. Anytime at all, Dennis. And uh, if you have any grill ideas, you're more than welcome over here as well. We'll fire it on the grill. Well, I'll, I'll watch that, uh, that channel. I'm sure I'll come up with a few. I appreciate your time. All the best to you, and, and take care. You too, buddy. Thanks, Sean. There he is, Sean Belizean, joining us here and on podcast uh, number nine. I've said this a few times, and it's good. I could talk with that guy all day long here on Good Afternoon Detroit Sports with Dennis Fithian. And we're going to continue talking some some football right here. I've been out and, just, you know, we got the schedule coming out, and I've been listening to, whether it's radio, reading, uh, listening to podcasts, and, and, you know, we're going to continue talking football here. NFC North style, just talking about it with Sean a little bit. You know, the Packers last year, they won 13 games. They were 6-0 and against the division. The Vikings were 10-6, and but just 2-4 and against the division. Both of those teams making the playoffs, the Packers and Vikings. And as you know, the, the Vikings went on the road and beat a 13-3 and Saints team in overtime. And then... They lost the 49ers, and then the, the Packers, they had the bye along with the 49ers, and they went, and they beat the Seahawks, and then they went out in the NFC Championship game, and they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers taking both of those NFC North teams and just bludgeoning them, punching them in the mouth with the run game. It was, uh, it was pretty phenomenal. Jimmy Garoppolo... Didn't even have to throw the football. He could have thrown it left-handed. They just ran it right down their throats. And here's a couple guys talking a little bit about the Lions here, and I'll jump in. This is uh, 
the Ringer NFL show, and it's it's hosted by Kevin Clark. And he's got a couple guys from Pro Football Focus on it. Uh, one's named Eric Egger, and another one is named George Sharoni. And Sharoni, he's the one that ends up liking the Lions here when they look at the NFC uh, North. So we'll listen to a little bit of that. I'll interject as these guys are, are talking here at various times. But the first voice you'll hear is Egger from PFF. And he's talking about the, the Packers at the start here and why they are not that 13-win team from last year. Because it's exactly what you're saying. It's just a litmus test for what happens when Tom Brady, and I've said this a million times in this podcast, I mean, no one has more... I worked out with Tom Brady for an hour and learned more about football and throwing than I ever have in my life. Uh, no, no one has that more right stories there is, about is those not. sort of things than Tom. Two strong Zoom chat uh, conferences, by the way. I was just talking with and, a uh, just talking with strong Zoom Sean chat. about about Tom Brady. Well, that's where it was queued up talking about Tom Brady, but looking where these guys were talking about the Lions here. Let's get to that part, and here it is. More Lions talk. And they're the Steelers, though. Their defense was so good because of turnover differential. And that's something that is going to, you know, plummet back down to normality. Their defense. There's the the voice of these guys here. And for the long and short of it, when it came down to it, looking at these guys are football data science guys over at Pro Football Focus. And talking about the Lions, they – they, the three of them picked who they thought were going to win the NFC North. And one guy picked the Packers by default, even though he didn't like their draft. The next guy picked the Vikings, who liked their draft. They had 15 guys that they picked in this uh, 2020 draft. And I look at it like this. If you, know, you, you want half of your draft picks, you know, you get usually seven. You know, there's seven rounds and trade, whatever else you can have some more, you can have less. But, you know, if you get three, four guys that are contributing to your team, you've had a, a good draft. If the Vikings get half of their guys, they will have seven guys in there or more. They had 15 draft picks. So, you know, you, that's really going to be the key for them on how they have their guys, those 15 guys that they drafted, how they come in and are able to contribute. And the one guy, George Sharoni, he is the one that picked the the Lions. Now, he said they were a long shot. He's They were the long shot that he liked the most, and that's why he ended up picking them. And, you know, the Lions, if you look at the odds here, uh, Green Bay, they're up top, then by the Vikings, just the way it finished last year. The, the Bears at 4-1, to one, the Lions sitting there at 8-1 to one in the NFC North. We'll work on that audio. We'll have that coming your way in, uh, in days ahead, that NFL schedule. I say this every time that the NFL schedule comes out that, you know, it's fun to look at and look at the days and, you know, think about, Oh yeah, there's a there's that Monday night game. There's a Sunday night game. Here's a, a four o'clock start. Here's the Bears on Thanksgiving. But um, the other thing you do is you go game by game, win win loss loss, and you know that it is an exercise in futility. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but you know you can look at hey that could be a that could be a tough start for them. 
And I just say this because I know last year when the schedule came out, I had the Lions going 0-5, starting the, the season 0-5. And then by the time late August came around and the, and the first game against the Cardinals, I went back and revised. It was like, you know, my it was 3.0 or, or 4.0 on Lions predictions. And uh, after watching the Cardinals play in the preseason, I thought that the Lions uh, would beat the Cardinals. Now they ended up tying them. But then game two against the Chargers, the game that I thought the Lions would lose, of course, since I thought they were going to start 0-5, I, uh, with, with all of the the personnel that the, the Chargers lost, you know, I, I picked the Lions by the time that one came around. So, you know, uh, when I originally saw the schedule, 0-5, but by the time the season rolled around, you know, I had them starting 2-0. and So, you know, that it, it, it does change. As you, you see them, as you see the injuries and, you know, other things, signings, things that can happen, just you're getting your feel for them. But we'll all do that. Uh, that's coming up for sure. Well, that's going to do it here. Podcast number nine. Uh, good afternoon, Detroit Sports with Dennis Fithian, and I will talk with you next time. <laughs>